Hello, Earth. It's us. It's O. Jeremiah. You knew that. That's how you ended up here, probably. We are really excited about today's podcast because it is the announcement of our new album and Kickstarter that we're going to be doing. We're, we're going into all of it, basically what inspired the record, what this record's about, what it's been like to make this record ourselves, and how you get to be a part of it. Uh, we haven't released an album, like a full-length album, for three years now, and we are due for another one. We are ready. We're ready. So To launch a Kickstarter to get ready for it. Well, the songs are written. We just gotta we gotta actually like get the funds to 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 make the thing. Sure. So if you want to be a part of it, uh, every backer gets a song from the album as soon as the Kickstarter's over. So if that's not incentive enough, uh, maybe you'll find one in this podcast. Follow along on socials. We'll be posting everything about it. And the Kickstarter goes live on May twentieth. True that. So here we go. Oh, Jeremiah talks about Joymonger. <laughs> They've been cutting the grass all day, and every time I think they're done, it get, it sounds like they like are on the roof mowing the like. You didn't know we had roof grass. Yeah, it feels like we're like they're like mowing above us, and the lawnmower is like directly on the other side of the window. It just gets louder and louder. I love the smell of fresh cut grass. Yeah, I did. I don't know. Whenever I turned like twenty one, I got like real allergies. Yeah, and grass is like a monster that just like wrecks me down to my very core how yeah. are you how's your sick. day going i'm fine i'm fine thanks for checking in you're very welcome uh hey everybody we are your favorite band oh jeremiah your favorite no you're probably not that's like a lot of commitment um who's your favorite band would you say how us? did this turn into i don't know uh, night beds is my favorite album or one of my favorite albums one of you see immediately you were like that's my favorite and then you're like nah that's too much commitment it, it really is country sleep is my favorite album i believe country sleep's your favorite album. my favorite album is modern vampires of the city good by vampire weekend good and my favorite band is the national this isn't what this is about okay you're right uh we might be your favorite band we're probably not uh it's a lot of commitment and we get it but we are here to talk to you guys today about we're making a new album. And that is pretty exciting because we haven't released an album since I think 20, the beginning of 2016, 2015. Wait, the other end of Passing Time? The other end of we Passing Time. We released that August 29th, 2016. How do you remember that? It sounds familiar. Okay. What if that's just a made up thing that you just did? <laughs> uh, we were, Yeah, and we made that record two years before we released it. Like, we had it forever. Wait a minute. Yeah, I know. We went to Maine, and uh, we yeah, and we sat on it for like a year and a half. Oh. Isn't that weird? Hold on a second. Yeah, really listen to that lawnmower. Mm. Sounds good, right? It's good. Yeah, no. Yeah, we recorded this in 2015, or we recorded that and released it in 2016 after we moved and after we got married, because we got engaged right after we recorded it. Yeah, it's true. So... We are making an album as a sacred thing for bands. Oh. It's it's basically like, this is who I am now. Like every time you release a record, it is after all this time, after after the two or three years since the last time we were anything, we are this now. I think that's why it's so weird for me playing older stuff. And, yeah, I, and, and I understand why you have to do it. I understand why bands have to, you have to play the songs that everyone knows, like the older stuff. But it's, it feels so weird to me because it's like, wait, this isn't who I am anymore. We are very stoked to announce uh, Joymonger, which is the name of our sophomore oh, snap. album. You just dropped the name. I just dropped it. Uh, Joymonger is 
it was a, I think it is a word. Uh, it is, you know, it's the opposite of, of a sad monger and uh, the opposite <laughs> of a fear monger. It is someone that creates joy out of nothing. Yeah. And it came to me one night we were sleeping and I had had, you know, this was following a very hard season of creativity and a hard, which was what postmodern was. It was just like every song was a chore. And a miracle. And a miracle. And this album has been completely different. Every song has been an accident and just like it's become my hobby again, where every time I wrote a song with postmodern, it was, wow, this just isn't any good. No one's going to like this, but we still have to put it out. No one Mm -hmm. cares. No one likes me. I'm, I'm ugly and I can't grow hair. But with Joymonger, it's been really exciting because it feels like it's a return to innocence in oh, so many different ways. Re- yeah, that's a beautiful description. It feels like it's a return of I'm in my my live or am in my bedroom as a kid just just jamming on the the four chords I know and just singing what's real to me. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it just ended up being really vulnerable, really honest writing. And it's also been really great because you are way more involved with this record. I was, I was literally about to say that, but it felt kind of weird me saying it. So I'm really glad that you did. No. It feels like the most involved I've ever been. It, and it, it is. Because it is. Because I, I got to remember, we weren't even, like, it was, the first record we made, it, we, it was way too early to be making that record. Like the investment it was, the the time it took, the songs. I remember we went into the studio and I knew we didn't have the songs we needed to have. It was still like we had a long way to go, but we were we still were forcing it. We were forcing it. And this record, we're making ourselves. Mm-hmm. We like we've been working in our living room and in, in, in this co-working space in the studio and it's been a really cool process of you and I getting to know each other on a different level. Mm-hmm. And the best part is like you sing way more, you're way more involved, way more opinionated on the record mm-hmm. where the first one, you just kind of like clocked in and clocked out, which just cause that's what you thought your role was. Right. And mm-hmm. now like one of the first singles you sing mm-hmm. and nothing makes me more excited than that. Yeah. That's cool. So if you've been to our show, uh, have you seen us live in the past year or how long, how long we've we been playing backwards heart, backwards heart kind of like first last... time we played it was in Oklahoma. No, it was that week. Yeah. It was that week. Right. Uh, no, the first time we played it was in Athens, but it was, we left for Oklahoma that week. When was that? That was August. So it's been almost a year. It was August or September. Yeah. So it's I been think, almost a yeah. year. And if you've seen us, you have probably seen Aaron bring the house down. We were still working it out then. Do you we, remember that? We were still working it out. We didn't have the arrangement finished. And I don't think we had the words, to be honest Have we with performed you. it since we've had the arrangement? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I will say something interesting on that topic is that never have we tried songs out live more than we have with this record. We've played most of the album live mm-hmm. just because like we, we like need to, to sure. know that we enjoy playing these songs. And because it's a return to innocence, a lot of the reasons the parts are in the songs is because I just like them. And that's the great thing about not being a big band yet is yeah. because <laughs> we don't, <laughs> there's no risk involved of like, like I'm sure like Coldplay can't casually test out a new song. No, there's no way. In front of an audience. It'd be, it'd be on YouTube that night. Yeah. And so luckily, we can. So <laughs> jokes on jokes on Coldplay. Got him. You know what? We really are. I bet T Swift really would enjoy the opportunity to be at our level. <laughs> well, like 
I wonder I'm if just kidding. I wonder like how much we'd have to post on social media mm-hmm. before people started caring about our pets. But like, oh my word, there though. are people I, that have T-shirts. I'm of not going to lie to you. Do it. Her is that a new cat that she has? I don't know. She's got great cats. That cat is really cute. That's a really cute. That's cat. a really sweet cat. You know what? Everybody, stop this podcast and go look and at go her cat and check Doesn't out these cats. Doesn't she even have her own Instagram filter? Yeah, that's as big as you get though. Mm-hmm. So in that way, like. We, so backwards heart is going to have an Instagram filter. Yes, it is just going to be a black of a, screen of a black heart. Just turn your phone off. Did I say backwards heart? It's actually black heart. Black heart, no soul, no soul, no soul. Just kidding. That's not who I am. Emma. I just uh, I just made a wish list on Amazon, and a lot of the books are about being an introvert. Nice. So we are launching <laughs> with the album. Uh, a Kickstarter. Okay. And the main reason we want to is because making an album is the most expensive thing on planet Earth. Yeah. And uh, I mean, next to like oil and Tesla and stuff. But oh it is really hard to make an album, especially when you're an indie band like us. And the way that we've decided is we want to be able to do the things with these songs that we've always wanted to do. We didn't have the backing with Postmodern. We didn't have the backing with Other Into Passing Time. But because we're tracking these songs ourselves, we can be riskier. We want to just go for it. We just want to go for it. Honestly, mostly what I want to do is I want to take, like, take our backing and make the things we want to make. Mm-hmm. Because often every time we try to make something, we're stopped by, oh, we don't have the funds for this. Mm-hmm. Like when we made Tremble, it was a miracle. When we made the video for Even If It Kills Me, it was a miracle. And a literal miracle. Yeah. yeah it would be like, <laughs> how do we, how do we start with all the sources we need to succeed. Yeah. You know, so we and it, just, like exclusive content too. Well, or what am I trying to say? Like merchandise that is only for Kickstarter people. Yeah. So what which we feels learned, really fun. What we learned with the, even if it kills me video shoot is that it's way more fun when we win together. So when we released, even if it kills me, we kind of assembled this grassroots, uh, PR team of just our friends to oh, help us get like the word out. Everyone being a part of it with yeah. us. So okay, everybody, yeah. everybody, we just we just started this Facebook group. Hey, we're releasing this new song. Is there any way anyone would help us like promote it? And we ended up getting a ton of people involved, and that kind of like changed the game for us. Mm-hmm. Like we had never gotten any love on Spotify. We'd never gotten any like really good traction on on a song. And just having that, those people in the thick of it with us, like changed our internet presence, I would say. Yeah, I agree. And, and the we, reason and we, we want to do keep doing that. Yeah. And that's why we're, we want to do a Kickstarter is because like when, when people are involved and we all went together, it's way more of a win than just, Hey, look at this thing we did. It's mm-hmm. look at this thing. Every one of us did. Do we already say the date? Yeah. May 20th okay. is when we're launching it. And that's the, on a... Uh, it's on a Monday. It's on a Monday. Yeah, we're trying to make Mondays cool again, you know? No uh, Garfield out here. I, I like that a lot. Yeah. So a big thing that, that you were talking about is we wanted to make a lot, of, a lot of the things exclusive to Kickstarter people. One of those things is, a, you know, an exclusive shirt for Kickstarter mm-hmm, people. Mm-hmm. And we want to do an exclusive... Uh, I am obsessed with Ebbets hats. That's like my favorite of all the things I wear. I wear explain most. Explain what that is. That's just like a company. It's a company in Washington, and they make these like wool baseball hats. How did you find them? Uh, Maddox 
I think uh, this guy we work with and oh, he plays really? guitar with us. You, uh, lo- you love your hat. Yeah, he came in one time and he is like the perfect human specimen anyway. He has like <laughs> a little bit of salt and pepper at 30 and he's like, he just looks like he is Don Draper. Mm. But he sometimes whenever he's like going casual Maddox, he'll wear this like super dope baseball cap. Oh, and he lived in Seattle, so he probably. Yeah. Okay. And he showed me and the cool thing about him is they last like forever. Yeah. They, they're like forever hats. And I will attest to that because at one point your hat smelled so bad because you wore it every day i mean that's just what happens i'm not making fun of your smells but it smelled so bad and you were just like well i guess i have to get a new one and i was like no babe you wash it and so listen i shampooed that sucker and it smells good as new it smells so good so it lasts forever they're great so hand wash it hand wash it uh it's wool and it's like vintage baseball hat so the hat i just got is a vintage japanese baseball hat uh the osaka tigers you know what i just realized what did you just realize you have a baby tiger on your hat i do have a baby tiger if you listen if you to listen our crossfit episode, episode uh baby tiger uh yeah <laughs> so i just you've been walking around with a baby tiger on your hat yeah. this all the time so we want to do uh we're going to do an acoustic ep that's only available for Kickstarter people, and it's going to have uh, like a, a handful of the songs, like revision for just an acoustic performance, and then it'll have it'll be the only place you can pre-order vinyl. It'll be the only place uh, that you can get like video updates specifically doing, for Kickstarter. Are we going to do colored vinyl? Uh, that's interesting. You bring that up. So the target goal we're I promise trying to raise. We had a meeting ahead of this. I just forget. Yeah. So it's unless it's in writing or unless he said it three times, I don't take him seriously. Yeah, and it never n- doesn't hurt my feelings when you sweet? say that. No, Isn't that sweet? <laughs> like, I, like I wish they could see how fa- how red my face is I know and how upset I am. It is pretty offensive, but if you knew you, you would respect it. Actually, that's weirdly condescending. Uh, <laughs> we're going to have our... A stretch goal. Our first goal for the Kickstarter is... <laughs> my wife just gave me the finger. <laughs> Oh my gosh, you never do that. That was amazing. You gave me death eyes. That Baby, was very are, mean. These are my eyes. I know sorry, you're trying to you get so through a list, but like this podcast is going to still go on. Well, my thing is, is that I have such bad ADD and every kn- time you interrupt me, it derails me. Let me just say this and then you can go back to interrupting me. Okay. Fine, I'll just stop talking. <laughs> okay. Um, so our initial goal is 12K, which is, sounds like a lot of money. 12,000. 12,000. Uh, 12,000 Ks. Uh, that sounds like a lot of money, but for it, we're going to lay out the budget in the Kickstarter on where every dollar of that is going to go. And it's very practical stuff. So because we're tracking the record ourselves, that's most of what usually an album costs. Yeah, only 500 is going to go to a facial every week. <laughs> for don't, me. For, what are you going to For use? Jeremiah. <laughs> so, but we're going to have a stretch goal of 15K, 15,000 Ks for colored vinyl. And mm-hmm. that is so, because making vinyl is so expensive. I don't know if you've ever. What color do you want to do? I was thinking. Blue? Maybe blue, but I was thinking like a transparent whatever we do. So we got the transparent green ones for our first album. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I just take it out of the package and just look at it, which is like, it's like my child and I'm proud of it. You know what I mean? Mm. So I, I black vinyl is cool. To take something out of it. Black yeah. vinyl is cool, but there's nothing quite like transparent colored vinyl. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is we're going to have another goal. Like the there's there's going to be stretch goals to get us where we'd like to be. But to make the album, it's 12K. For 15K, we do a colored vinyl. And then there's other things 
that'll help us get to 20k which if we if we reach that far we'll we'd probably even add another song to the record so it's an eight eight to nine song album and we, we would add one to get if us we, if we reach that heck i'll what are you gonna do say it. i'll skydive skydive there you go i'm not deleting this this is going to the public i can't think of a more errand thing to do than did you know i almost did that you know what's I weird about you? you that doesn't surprise me like you seem like reg like when someone like challenges you you're like let me do it but like i would throw you out of an airplane and know mm-hmm. that you'd like do the parachute the way you'd need to do it. I feel like I'd pass out. What if they just like cut out that me telling you I'd throw you out of an airplane <laughs> and they use that against me in a deposition? <laughs> like what if I just outed myself as a murderer by accident? Um, this is quality podcasting. Is that what you were going to say? <laughs> Are you still mad I'm interrupting you? Do you still have a, li- a list of bullet points? No, no. I, I think I, I think I said everything I want to say. I just want to get the stretch me out goals. a little bit. Just because... In the stretching me out a little bit. (laughs) So (laughs) I was, I was very against doing a Kickstarter for this album because it's, it's, I've, I've been involved in Kickstarter. I think I've done five Kickstarters in different bands, but it's really scary to, to put yourself out there. But we did just watch that Brene Brown on Netflix. And And we're going to step into that arena, son. We're going to step into that arena. We're going to dare greatly. And we are going to uh, just be vulnerable and say, jump out of a plane, jump out of an airplane and just say, this is who we are. This is what we're trying to do. Just so we're clear. I was joking. I don't think I could do that. Mm, That's fair. But our first single from the album is going to come out sometime this summer. That's what the, that's what the target goal is. And we want to have everyone involved that, that backs the Kickstarter. Like you'd get updates, you'd get early songs. Mm -hmm. Like you get it at least a week ahead of time. And just like be a part of the process in every single way. And we're looking for an early 2020 album release of mm-hmm. the full record. Really? Yeah. That that date got pushed back a lot. For a full length album? Mm-hmm. No, it didn't. Mm, guess not. Y'all want to know who's really indecisive? Aaron. Your boy, Jeremiah. Wait, when did I say I was going to release it? Because I have it on my document that it's February 2020. You say that very confidently. Uh, no, Let me I pull know. it up real quick. Let me pull it up real quick. He's literally pulling it up. I'm pulling it up. When did you write this document? Does it say that? Uh, It doesn't. It just says forever the truth. Wow, it's weird. Release Joymonger February 21st, tentatively. Ooh, that one. Looks like we missed it. That hurts a lot. Babe. I love you. You're being really condescending and weird. I'm being condescending. (laughs) (laughs) I just That just sounds like a really weird... That I don't know if I enjoyed that or not, but I did. I, I do feel like that got me where I needed to go. No, I mean you're very indecisive, though. I will say, with you producing it, you're kind of. I think getting... it's because I'm excited about everything. But what did we excitement learn? Excitement is the what biggest did, distraction what did, to me. What did we learn about excitement and managing your expectations and being happy with the process? Have I've you learned been... anything about that? Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, I want to say that making an album is way harder than I thought it would be. Mm. Mm, and it's been a huge learning curve, but I think that I've grown as a person through this because patience, like, mm. you know, whenever you play, go into that, I'm, I'm trying to, uh, whenever you played, like, the, I don't play video games much anymore, but I remember like NFL blitz on the N64. Yeah, me too. And like, you could see the people's stats. No, let's say Mario Kart. So like you have like Mario's speed is one or, and his traction is 10 or whatever. 
Like, if I was a Mario Kart character, excitement would be all the bars. Yeah. And patience would be, like... Negative. Yeah. Indecipherable. Like, cannot, cannot detect. compute. Yeah. Through this process, I've learned that, like, just taking the time to do it and trying to learn how to enjoy it. And I think that's a really good thing about being in my late 20s and and hopefully will continue to grow as I turn 80, that like the more you learn to enjoy the process of it, like your expectations don't matter as much. Yeah, you've really got to, you've really worked on that. I feel like... Because the, whenever you're done with it, you're just going to move on to the next thing. Yeah, and that's, I think that's the thing about being a musician and making albums and writing songs that I never realized is that like just because I finished a song doesn't mean it's, doesn't mean I'm done. Like I listened to this uh, interview and there was a quote that people that write for a living just agreed to do homework for the rest of their lives. And that's like legitimately how I feel most of the time. Yeah. Like I feel like there's always this like nagging sensation of, dude, you got to do this. You got to do this. You got to do this. I never get a chance to relax. And I think that's really good because I love working and yeah. I love doing this. And I'm just like begging for a teacher to give me some deadlines yeah you love it i hate because i have to put them on myself yeah but i i've i've really enjoyed making these songs and we've gotten we've got probably half of the record in the in the tank right now but one song is completely done and we're the other cool thing is if you back the kickstarter you and i've talked about this you're going to act surprised but i promise we've talked about this if you back the kickstarter you will get one of the songs off the album as soon as the kickstarter's done i knew that yeah because you said it three times and you wrote it down I did write it down. So you'll get the song My Baby Jimmy and Me. <laughs> you should have a document called The Truth. <laughs> For some reason, I wanted to say it's called The Bible. I don't know why I wanted to say that. <laughs> so anyway. A document. Uh, I have a JPEG of it. No, no, no. I know. But I, stop it. But I want you, like, for, like your truth. Like, Well, so if you if you back the Kickstarter in any way, Mm-hmm. Uh, you will get, get it. my baby Jimmy and me emailed to you when the Kickstarter is done. Oh, you're given a name already. Yeah, so the uh, one of the first songs that we're going to release is a song called My Baby Jimmy and Me. That's going to be the very first song that we that we send to people, and mm -hmm. it'll be via the Kickstarter. So if you want to do that. Like as soon as they back back it up, they get it. Uh, not as soon as they back it up, as soon as the Kickstarter Oh, because we, we have to succeed, y'all. Yeah, so we got to succeed, and I don't... Uh, It'd I don't, be really bad if we didn't. No, I, but I'm pretty confident that we're all going to rally the troops and get where we need to go. You think so? I think so, just because, um, I don't know, I'm not, I'm, when it comes to OJRMI stuff, I'm usually pretty anxious. So, you're usually so worried. I'm usually so worried. I'm pretty, I'm pretty. You're pretty sure? Yeah, this feels like a new beginning for us. This feels like, for the first time, we're going to, we're going to have all the means to do the things that, like, that my excited, like, over ambitious mind wants to try to do so mm -hmm. so that's where that's where we're at on may 20th we're going to launch it and it's really important if you're going to back it to back it the first day because can you tell us why yeah because the first time the first day of a kickstarter is the most important day of its life because it helps you like if you're going to become it is the same thing with songs like if if like when we release a song or if a band you like releases a song the first day they release it is the best chance it has of getting noticed by whatever algorithm the internet has it under. Oh. And for Kickstarter, they have their own thing where like, if it gets a lot of attention right out of the gate, they could feature it and they could put it where it needs to go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I guess we're, we're making the ask for, if you're listening to this and you're a fan of ours and you want to like get the hat, get the, you know, back the record. Do it. The yeah. You're right. Do it, it the first day. Yeah. 
and then tell someone like if because the most the bigger the splashes we get at the beginning is the bigger we'll end up towards the end the bigger wave we can surf the bigger wave the, we can surf to the landing yep let me ask you a question what is um what's something that's been on kickstarter before that you regret not backing something that i i didn't back i will say hmm, that's a great question there's a fidget cube a fidget cube and i wish i would have gotten that for you there was a bike light that it like it lit up your tires so you could ride at night. You don't ride your bike. Yeah, because I'm scared of it. <laughs> Something that Aaron and I have in common that we didn't know until we uh, until we started dating is we've already covered this. That we both didn't learn how to ride a bike until we were later in life. Didn't we cover this? I don't think we did. I was like 15. I remember telling that story. Oh. I was 16. Mm. We told the story before. Okay. Wait, can you? Okay. So there's this fidget cube. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's that little block that has all those weird little every thingies little, you can play with. Yeah, that seemed like something that you would use. Don't you think? Yeah, but I, you know. We're, you would lose it. Actually, never mind. That hurts my feelings. You, <laughs> you, you'll attest to like we work in this co-working space with uh, these dudes that build board games. It's a, a company called Keymaster Games. Mm, I do regret not getting one of their things. Just like a deck of cards. Yeah, that's a good one. They uh, we got the game, but they also had these super cool playing oh, they cards. They had awesome that little little extra add-ons. And what is that game that I love to play with four deck of cards that I still have not played again? Nerds. Oh, I love it. I, we played Nerds once. I don't know if if you're listening to this and you know what Nerds is. I loved it. It is the perfect paced game to like turn your brain off and just but like, also hang out. But and also have a good hang. It helped me stay really present. But our friends run a company called Keymaster, and they do all their stuff through Kickstarter. And just seeing like how much it's helped them get to where they are, kind of really... gave us the go ahead. And it helped me realize that like we're not a band that is gonna just like that's gonna I don't know get discovered the way a traditional band will get discovered. The only way we're gonna get to where we go is from the people that like us and the people that support us. Because everything that we've gotten has been because of fan support. Yeah, that's so true. And the kick, and a lot of people have asked us, how do we help you? Like, how do we be a part of this? And I can't think of a better way than the Kickstarter. Yeah. Like, kicks, how, you yeah. Can, how you can be a part of the record. What's going to be, um, just because I would like to know this as a consumer, because yeah. I'm a thrifty person. What is the thriftiest option of rewards on the Kickstarter? What is thrifty? Can you define the word thrifty? What's the cheapest option to support us? Uh, so for one dollar, <laughs> it's just hey, thanks. Uh, that's that's pretty thrifty. Ten bucks. Do they still you... get the song? Uh, yeah, they'll still get the song. So if you just like want the song, because like every if dollar just, really like, does count. Want to give us an extra? Okay. Yeah. And then. And then you've got for ten bucks, you get the digital download of the album and kind of and every song that we release, you get it a week early, and that's for ten bucks. Cool. For fifteen, you get a hard cover or like a hard copy, a hard copy. on the CD. I love that. Uh, and I don't have all these like super memorized, but do you really not know what thrifty means? That kind of worries me. Well, I've never approached that a would Kickstarter make a lot of and sense. was like, yeah. "What's thrifty?" That would make a lot of sense in terms of like our marriage and like our financial arguments. That you don't know what the word thrifty means. Yeah, but I mean, like, what's it's a funny. thrifty thing it, in a band? It, it's funny. I'm not laughing because it affects me. But, like, it's still funny. I would probably get the $15 one. Yeah, and then there's a Kickstarter exclusive t-shirt. I changed my mind. I would do that. (laughs) 
Just so you know, whatever on the Kickstarter you want, you can just have it. You're in the band. I'm trying to... You don't have to... That's a really good point. Yeah, you don't I have am... to tell me, like, I don't have yeah, to set one aside. That? Yeah, I don't but know. But I'm also, I'm also just trying to put myself in a fan's shoes and help people decide. Okay, so in this... I'm someone in, else. You're someone else. And in your wildest <laughs> dreams, you're not going past a CD. <laughs> Where, where this invisible person oh, has has infinite invisible money. You're like, CD, no, this no, is the no, best option. In my mind, they're thrifty. Okay, so Thrifty Tiffany is sure. is looking at Kickstarter, and she's just like, CD, no weight, t-shirt. Isn't that what you said? That's what I said. Yeah. Okay. I think I stand by. I think I stand by. I'm just, I don't know. I'm trying to help, but I can, you're making it feel weird, so I don't want to help anymore. Okay, good. I'm glad, I'm glad we, we <laughs> got there. So th- there'll be the exclusive shirt. There's going to be a vinyl option. There's going to be mm. different goals will kind of come up as the Kickstarter uh, unfolds a little bit. Thrifty Tiffany changed her mind again. What, what's Thrifty Tiffany thinking now? Maybe a vinyl. Maybe a vinyl. Yeah, what's thriftier than a vinyl? Like when you go to a thrift store, you're not like, hey, give me this super thrifty. I don't know. Like thrifty could mean anything. Do you have like Google on hand really quick? Uh, I have the internet. I think you should Google thrifty really quick. I think that'd be fun for everyone. Here we go. Wait, let me. Thrifty. Definition. Definition. Well, it's the second option. It means of a person or their behavior using money and other resources carefully and not wastefully. Mm-hmm. So. Is that what you thought? Or I did don't you know, just think we were going to I a thrift a store? Ton, I don't know a ton about uh, raising money on Kickstarter. Maybe not advocating to save your money is the best thing. <laughs> I don't know a ton about how to do this, but I'm pretty sure you're, okay, you're okay. fighting against I've this got at this. this point. I've got this. We're going to okay. redeem it. Google frivolous. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Don't Google okay. that. I, you, yeah, that was very kind of you to go for it. So, Dump everything I just said. Spit. I shouldn't advertise for this Kickstarter. Yeah, I think uh, the rest of the podcast is just going to be me. I feel like you've gone out of your way to make this harder today. <laughs> That's really hurtful. Well, it's kind of true. I'm trying to help. Can I ask you, yes. what is one of the things that you've learned from making an album this way? Like ourselves, like a very yeah. DIY thing. Uh, mm, yeah, I have had a, you, you know this. You're going to make a lot of... I feel like you're going to be weird whenever I say this. Um, anytime you've asked me to, like, record something, I've been kind of hesitant. Right. Hesitant is a kind word. I've been a little bit difficult. That's also kind. You're being so nice right now. <laughs> <laughs> to myself. Okay, I'll paint a picture. I had a student a few weeks ago that threw down her violin on the floor because she was frustrated. And... A few days later, Jeremiah asked me to record, and I wanted to do that. Yeah. I did not. <laughs> don't worry, y'all. I'm okay. I've learned how to process my emotions a little bit better than a however many year old. But, um, so, yeah, it's it, on a personal level, it's, like, been more of an emotional toll for me than I expected. In what way? Of reassuring myself that I'm good. Mm. Because... I took for granted that whenever we would have a producer engineer in the room with us, it would be like a third party and 
having verbal affirmation that I, that I did a good job. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. like, not that I don't take that seriously from you, but whenever I'm literally married to my business partner, it's like sometimes it's clouded for me of like, oh, is he, is he giving me praise because he has to, or is he giving me praise because he objectively believes it? And that's really been hard for me. Yeah. And also it is no joke how personally you take criticism when you're married to the person you're making an album yeah, with. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Holy cow, will that start a fight? Yeah, because it's just two of us now. Sometimes you work with your friend Maddox, which has been so helpful because I operate different than y'all do. And I, th- and I think he's been like a good hand for you in that. But I have, but yeah, a lot of times I don't even want to sing because I'm, I just like don't, I'm just like, oh, I, I don't even know if I'm good. And I don't want to. I just, I just don't have the emotional energy to, to, I don't know. Like, cause your personality is very much like, I want to get this done. Like, let's do this. Let's do this. Like, let's go fast. And then I'm just like super confused because I'm like, wait, we don't have any concrete dates. Like, why are we doing this at this time? Like we've learned the hard way that we need deadlines for each other and we need to schedule out at the beginning of the week what I'm responsible for doing because I'm not going to be in the kitchen making dinner and I'm not going to be open to like jumping in and singing a chorus really quick. Like that's just like, I, I like to separate the two and it's whenever we're recording from home, it's really hard for me to, to just like inner interchange a bunch. Like I, I, my brain just like can't compute with that. And so we've had to learn how to do a schedule and that's been really helpful, but it, we definitely learned the hard way because I would just get in the worst mood and I would just not want to do it at all. Yeah. Because so, it felt like you wanted it to be done more than you cared about, like, oh, is is it going to be good? Like, I, I, didn't, I didn't feel like I was going to get any of that affirmation that I did a good job. And I know that's, like, really selfish. But, like, I needed that. I needed that to keep going because I feel so insecure in the recording space. Yeah. And I think for me, being in the recording space is legitimately like being a kid in a candy store where it's like uh, where it's you just infinite can't possibilities okay. and I like, it could be this, it could be that. It's all these different things yeah. and that's really exciting and that's also really scary in a lot of ways. Yeah, one of the, one of the, like, um, one of, I, I can't give an example of a song right now, but like some of the songs where they have the, you build like in our like a triad where you're just like singing like boom 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 mm-hmm. like very like, beatlesy yes you like wanted to do that to something and you're like here just sing this note bah. just go in there and sing that just go sing that sing that sing that go 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 and i was like oh no like this is why like what is happening and and all i heard when you said no i don't want to do that is i, I like i'm married your to hand. a person that has a stupid idea Ouch. and yeah well, I think you also weren't, you had your hand in out my, for the gummy worms and I slapped it. Yeah. I wasn't calling you stupid. I was, the story in my head, thank you, Renee Brown, was that. Good talk. Yeah. Was that you were thinking I was stupid. I right. And that's not. Right. And the story in my head is that you don't, like, I don't, what is the story in my head? Man, I, but as soon as, because I had to fight it a couple weeks ago where you're like, hey, I need, let's record this. And I was like in a bad mood, but I tried not to share it with you because we've gotten, we've done it so many times where it resulted negatively. And I'm convinced that like expectations mean a lot in especially like married or any like working relationship expectations are so important. 
and we had had this fight so many times of like just not meeting each other where we were. Yeah. And I needed you to heal my, heal my past wounds of like not feeling good enough. And you needed me to just like be excited for the future of releasing this album. And we weren't meeting in the middle. And yeah. so I would, so a few weeks ago, this one particular time, like I was in a bad mood and I was just like, okay, Aaron, you need to build yourself up. Like you can't show him that you're upset because then he's going to expect this to fail and he's going to expect this to end in a negative fight, which does all it before that it had a lot. So I tried to say out of your sight so where you couldn't see that I was in a bad mood. And so I tried to build myself up in my own head. So then you go to like all these like positive affirmations. And I, and in the end I realized that like at the root of it, I really did feel like I wasn't good. Hmm. And so, but, but whenever I got in there, I like faked my way through it and, and convinced myself that I was good and then I was able to have a really good time. Yeah. Yeah. And I think my big thing is you, and you've even said this, I think this is our best batch of songs we've ever had. As, yeah. As I far so. as like, not only are they the most fun, but I feel like cohesively, this is like the best group of songs we've ever walked into a project with. Yeah. And for me, whereas most people would be like, Oh, that's awesome. I'm, I think that's really scary. Cause like, I don't, I don't, I'm like, oh, if this goes wrong, it's on us. Like, we messed up. Like, we're going, like, J.D. Tyner, the guy that made our last record, is mixing this record, which is great, but um, the nuts and bolts of each song is on us. And if it goes poorly, it's because we messed up. And I've kind of, I kind of gotten over that just because I've really enjoyed it. I've, I've had a lot, a ton of fun, and if I don't like something, I'll just start over because I really enjoy doing it. It's like not, it's not a huge loss now. Yeah. Do you, uh, can we talk about some of the themes of the record? I think that'll be some of the what? The some themes? of the themes of the record, like uh, where, what you feel like, uh, this album says that maybe, like for me, I'll be 30 next year. Mm -hmm. And I'm surprised at how much of this record is about that. I just realized something. Yeah. In the question, I didn't really know this before. You're a songwriter in terms of like stories. Yeah. This is the most personal you've ever done. By far. This is like a about real, tangible life events that have happened to you. Yeah. And that is so, that's never happened. This is the first time I've ever written a song about you that made the record. Mm-hmm. Liza. Liza. And then Backwards Heart. It, Backwards Heart is a little bit more vague. I almost, whenever we wrote that one, it kind of, it has a little bit of an essence of like a worship song to it, I would say. Would mm. you say like structurally and uh, it ly lyrically, kind of. Like, because it's like a little bit of a vagueness to it. I don't know. I view it that way. Maybe not to you. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't think you're wrong. Yeah, I just, I, but I guess I've never really thought of it that way. Kind of. And then, yeah, it, it's just like a very true telling of of like inside who who I am and what I try to portray to the world and like what my energy is like sufficient enough for. And it's very, I'm an indecisive person a lot of times and that song is pretty, there's times where it's very indecisive. Yeah, but I feel like that song is an answer to all those people that are, that are like trying to 
put you in a yep. box yep. and to make you fit what they want you oh, to yeah. be. Oh, yeah. And, I, was and finally, I think that's what that song is. I was is finally too. ready to say, oh, sorry, we'll do that in another episode. <laughs> yeah. But there's been a ton of just joy in the record. And I know it's called Joy Monger, so obviously. It is a very fun. Yeah. But the average BPM of our first record was like 80. Beats per minute. Beats per minute. That's like how fast a song is. 60 is like, you're thinking like a, literally like a clock. Yeah, I'm 60 beats is just like a, t- 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 or however. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 60 and beats per minute. And then postmodern, yeah. the average BPM was like 95. Oh, we're bumping it up. And this record, the average BPM is like 130. Oh, so are like you serious? Every so song, it, it yeah. doubled from our first. Yeah, it sounds as though I drank nine cups of coffee and then wrote all the songs. But in a you know very funny fun way. Whenever we play them live, you still start them too fast. Well, I think it's because I grew up playing fun music, and I grew up... You know what this record is to me? I think that's... This Lay is it what, down. Do it. I wanted to be something for a really long time that I wasn't. I My heroes are these sad dudes that have amazing voices that sing about girls and sing about, like, oh, you'll never understand me because I'm so mysterious. And you're like, that's just not me? That's just not me. And... But you wanted to be that. I wanted to be super sensitive, super pensive, like in a dark shadow, um, the camera pans up and I'm shirtless. And, what? you know, like I like, I don't know, maybe I'm a vampire. You can't tell. Like, that's what I always. And I'm brushing your hair. Yes. And here I am. I don't even have hair. Um, I, I, I'm never sad. Like, I'm, I'm just like way more into joy in this season i'm super sad that's why backwards heart is in there i guess so but i think this record for me is finally coming to terms with the guy that i've always wanted to be but didn't hmm. didn't realize it like mm-hmm. i every year it goes by i realize how much i am my father and i realize how much i'm i'm glad about that and i realize how how much i value being like lively jokey fun guy Mm -hmm. and these songs are the best representation of that so it's a it's definitely a record that you would that you would dance to it's definitely a record that you would you would laugh to it's not like if you're listening for like oh my brother or tremble that's not what this record is this record is way more of a thoughtful paul simon inspired record because Paul Simon's my hero, and he was our, he was like our beacon of, he was our, our like lighthouse for this record, because I wanted to make a record dedicated to how much his music means to us. Yep. So, so anyway, Kickstarter on May 20th. May 20th, Monday. Monday, May 20th. Share it. We have a, we have a couple of, what is, we have a couple of weeks. We have a couple of weeks, and the reason uh, we're telling you now... We just want to go ahead and get word of mouth out there. Yeah, so on May 20th, if you could share it, tell your folks, get everybody stoked, because we are finally making our sophomore album. It's finally time. Is it really just our sophomore album? Yeah, that's your second album. To clear, So I didn't know this until a few years ago, but an EP is not considered an album. Right. Okay, so yeah. we've... Because we've done... I guess if you go way, way back, we've done three EPs and one album. Right. So now this is going to be our second. Because making an album is way harder than making an EP. It's way more What defines an EP? Uh, Length of songs. How many songs? Five to seven? Uh, I think it's five to seven, then a full length starts at eight. Mm Mm-hmm. And we're going to have how many on this one? Eight or nine, depending on, like, 
how Kickstarter goes. Yeah, true. So don't mess it up, y'all. It's in your hands. It's in your hands. It's all in your hands. I don't like this. I don't either. What are you into right now, Jeremiah? What are you into? <clears throat> I, I asked you, though. Uh, I'm going to say because Game of Thrones, the episode is next week. I will say that spoiler this week, what I'm super into is Game of Thrones. And we'll go deeper into that on the next episode. But I have watched more Game of Thrones episodes in the past nine days than I thought the human body could hold. Just like I think I'm going to watch another episode and then the information is going to leak out of my ears and I cannot hold any more Game of Thrones. There have been a handful of times that I've been worried for your brain. Yeah. So nine days ago, had you said, hey, have you ever seen Game of Thrones? I would have said no, but I've been interested in starting it. And then fast forward nine days later, I will say I just finished the season premiere of season six. That's insane. That's insane. Yeah. That's insane. That is insane. So I'm super into Game of Thrones. I still haven't figured out what most people's names are. Uh, I've, I, I don't understand how Khaleesi has dragon blood and she's walking around like she's just regular. Like there's mm-hmm. a lot of questions I have, <clears throat> but I got to catch up before the season, before the series finale. You're trying to race it. Uh, I'm, I'm like Wile E. Coyote right now. No, no, the road runner. The road runner is the fast one. Right? I, I don't know, but I do know it's borderline unhealthy. No, it's, it's definitely unhealthy. It's past it. Yeah. It's way past unhealthy. I don't super support it. Yeah. No, no I get that. And I, I don't know if I do, but here we are. What are you super into? Can I guess? Mm-hmm. Brene Brown? Yeah. <laughs> you did casually whisper her name a lot through this episode. Stop. Yeah, there, uh, I'm sure you've seen it The on Netflix. You've kind of seen Brene Brown special. If, you, if you've watched it, you know. If you haven't, uh, do it. It's only like an hour 15. It feels almost like a stand-up special because she's super funny. And I was like laughing and then I was crying. This is like a she's lot so back good. and forth. She's so good. She's saying a lot of things that if you're familiar with her, you've like heard before, but it doesn't hurt to hear the truth again. It's very helpful. I 10 out of 10 recommend it. Yep. Also her. It feels like a breeze. She's like so easy to listen to. There are moments where it feels more like a comedy than it does a, like I, a self-help thing. I feel like I said that. Did you say that? I said something similar to that. Okay. Well, there, it, like someone, I was talking to my friend, I was telling him like, hey, dude, you should listen to this Brene Brown. And he was like, it looked like a a TED talk stand up comedy. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's exactly, that's what, exactly it is. what it is. <laughs> but it's really, yeah, it's really, really valuable. I only cried once, but uh, there were a lot of moments where I could probably could have let it go, but I didn't cause I'm brave. Uh, what? Yeah. No. It's the opposite. Yeah. Thanks it, Brene. It, it is, it is brave to be vulnerable. So you were the opposite of brave. So I was both, I was both uh, the wrong form of brave and the new form of brave because I did cry once. Okay. I feel like that was a pretty good way to end it. I think that's the moral of this story. <laughs> Jeremiah's kind of brave. Kickstarters are arena. So on May 20th, our Kickstarter goes live. Help us make this album be a part of this record. We could not be more proud of the songs and where it's going to go. Did you just fall asleep? No. Okay. What gave that away? Your eyes were closed and your mouth was open. <laughs> that's the classic Aaron going to sleep move. Do you have any any uh, I have nothing further words? to say. Nothing further to say. Okay. Shut Kickstarter, May oh. 20th. Say bye. May 20th. This ending is never going to get natural. It will if you let it.
Starts to cool. 